0: Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Christian Apologist Podcast, or if you're watching this on YouTube, thank you for tuning in. I am your host, Richard Long, and today's topic, we are going to talk about what atheist argument I find to be the most one I've and is actually it's the hardest one to tackle for any Christians, and what is it? It is the problem of evil. If God is omnipotent, omniscient, omnibenevolent, then why is there so much evil in the world? And this is a hard topic for all Christians alike, but evil is not technically an argument for atheism, but it actually helps prove that there is a God. Now, why is that? Because if one thing, if only one thing is considered objectively wrong or objectively evil, then there has to be a God. Because we have to have a standard of goodness above ourselves to know what is right and wrong. Now, atheists, they know right and wrong. It's not that they don't know morality. It's just that they have no way to justify where morality comes from. There's no gene, there's no DNA, it's it's not a process of evolution, it has to be a standard above our own. If we don't have an objective uh, moral goodness out there, then everything is just arbitrary, everything is just our own personal opinion, it's just relativism, it doesn't matter, see because we can sit there and say what Hitler did was evil, what Stalin did was evil, killing babies for fun that's evil. We all can agree that that is objectively evil. And if we can say those things are evil, then there has to be a standard above ourselves to tell us how to measure between what's good and what's evil. If we don't have that, then it's just our opinion. It would be Hitler's opinion against ours. He says, oh, well, I benefit from this, so this is a good thing for him. And if we don't have an objective morality to look to to say, no, that is wrong, then it's just our opinion against his opinion, and honestly, it wouldn't even matter. And yes, everybody does know morality. You don't have to have the Bible to know morality. In fact, that's why the world was wiped out in a flood before the Bible was even around. It's not because these people didn't have a Bible and they didn't know what morality was, but because Jeremiah 31, 33 says that it is written in our hearts that we know what is good and what is evil. So they knew. It's not like they, that God just said, oh, well, y'all didn't have a choice and y'all didn't know what was good and evil. So I'm just going to destroy y'all. That would not make him an all good God. That would not make him omnibenevolent. So, there has to be a standard above our own. And atheists like to sit there and try to claim that that uh, that uh, moralism can be explained through evolution. But it can't because if morals can be explained through evolution, then that means that just like everything else, it's going to evolve. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean, like right now we see uh, rape and murder as bad things but if it evolves then maybe someday it could become a good thing and i hear a lot of uh, i watch a lot of debates and i hear a lot of atheists sit there and try to make the claim that you know that the reason that we don't you know like most people i guess you could say don't go off and killing and raping is because they that it's in in it's in our system, it's in our minds, it's, it's been genetically put into us through evolution that we want to do good to others. Basically like the golden rule. you know, don't do to me as you want to, you know, I won't do to you as you want to do me. And so that is their mindset. But if you really think about it, most of the time, morality kind of gets in the way of things that would really help somebody. For instance, now I'm not saying this is my opinion, but in Hitler's opinion, killing people was there to help him. He got further by trying to kill people than he would if he hadn't been trying to kill people, if I'm making sense. Or for instance, like if, um, uh, sex. If sex is just a way to populate the population, to populate the world, that's a good thing. So why wouldn't rape be considered a good thing if we are just trying to help populate the world? Does that make sense? So we know rape is wrong. We know murder is wrong because it's instilled into us in our hearts from a mind that is above our own who doesn't change. He's not arbitrary. He stays the same. His morality is good. And there's a lot of atheists that like to bring up the whole oh, uh, uh, um, Plato dialogue where uh, with the Socrates and you know, saying that is the Euthyphro Dilemma is what it's called. Um, the reason they say it's a dilemma is because in this play, Socrates says to Euthyphro, he says, Is if I can remember this right, I want to try to remember it word for word, but he says something along the lines of Does God say it's good because it is good? Or does God or does uh, or is it good because God says so? So basically saying that God is being arbitrary, like does he have to look to a standard above himself, or Is he just saying it's good because he wants to say it's good and someday, you know, in the future, he could change his mind and say, no, this is no longer good. Now this is good. But that's a fallacy because the reason they're leaving out the fallacy on this is because obviously it would obviously crash their whole argument. But three is what they're not understanding is that goodness is in the nature of God himself. It's in his nature. He can't help but just is good. He he can't help but just be good because it's in his nature. It's like if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see that I am a white man. I'm not trying to be a white man. I'm not asking to be a white man. It's just a part of my nature, it's a part of who I am. And goodness, moral absolute goodness is in God's nature. So it's not as if he's having to look to a standard above himself or He's making arbitrary decisions on what is good. It just flows from him that is good. All that is good flows from God. So to sit there and say that something is wrong, you're actually saying that God exists and that there is an objective morality above our own. That's what you're saying. So it's not an actual argument for for atheism. It's an actual argument for good. Now, when someone sits there and asks me, um, for example, I'm trying to think of one, uh, why a specific baby dies? Why a specific baby was raped? Why, you know, specific bad things happen? Well, when it comes to why a specific bad thing happens, I can't tell you. I'm not God. I don't, I'm not omniscient. I don't have his his all-knowing mind. I can't see. See, God lives outside of the realm of time. we got to remember this. So I can't see what ripple effects this is going to have into the future on why specific things happen. That I don't know of. And if you don't know what the ripple effect is, the simplest and shortest one I can give you is in uh, Joseph in the Bible. Uh you know, when he was, his brothers said, oh, we, you know, we want to get rid of you. They're jealous. So they sold him into slavery. And then years later, he, you there's a great famine in Egypt and he actually becomes basically the right-hand man of the king. And he stores up all this grain and then he ends up saving his brothers and his whole family and, and everything else. That would be the ripple effect. What they intended for bad, what they thought was going to be bad, ended up being for good. And God knew that was, you know, was going to happen. He knew how this was going to play out and he knew he could use this. So it happened. He allowed it to happen. Now, that's just one. But I can't sit there and tell you why a specific evil happens to a specific person. That I don't know. But I can tell you why evil does happen. And it's because we have free will. God wanted to create a moral universe so that way, we could experience things such as love and joy and hope and happiness, and we and love by definition has to be freely given, so God didn't want something to be forced to love him; he wanted it to want to love him he God wanted it you know people to want to be with him, not because they have to be with him, so he created a moral universe. And a lot of people want to sit there and try to blame Adam and Eve for the fall of mankind, but we fail God on a daily basis. So even if it wasn't Adam and Eve, it was going to be someone sooner or later is going to happen because all of us stray away from God. None of us are perfect. We all sin. So it's not an Adam and Eve problem, you know, and then all of a sudden it just trickles down to us and we're just all sinful people now. No, it's we, we all sin. We all have free will just as Adam and Eve did. And so, because we have free will, therefore, we have evil in the world and bad things happen. And yes, some atheists will sit there and say, well, if God creates everything perfect and God doesn't make mistakes, then why are some babies born with only one arm or one leg or uh, mentally handicapped and vice versa? Well, just because God creates something to be perfect— And now he's placing it into an imperfect world where sin does exist. Bad things happen. They just happen. But there's a ripple effect that we cannot see 90% of the time how these things will play out. So if you are in search of why a specific thing happened to you or to someone you know, then coming to an, a Christian apologist is probably not the best thing for you to do. The best thing for you to do is to go to a preacher or a pastor. They're there to comfort you. They're there to to give you comfort on explanations on, on things like that. Me, I can just tell you why evil happens, um, but I can't tell you why specific things happen. And so, yeah, I just totally believe that, uh, evil or, or bad things, whatever you want to call them. If these things, when these things happen, it's not proof that, that God doesn't exist. It's proof that he does exist because we have to have that objective moral uh, standard that's above our own. I mean, because anywhere you go other than that, it's just moral relativism. It's just arbitrary People are just picking and choosing what they consider evil. And honestly, that is exactly what's happening nowadays. A lot of things for the for hundreds and thousands of years, what we have called wrong, what we have said is sinful, what we have said is not good for mankind, now is being called good. And so... Basically, everything that the Bible stands for is being saying that, oh, that's bad and that's evil. These things are good because people want to be how they want to be. They want to live on their own. They want to chase after their own personal happiness, but if they only realize that true happiness is only going to come from having a relationship with God, then they would understand They could be truly happy without all these necessary evils, these necessary sins. But we live in a cancel cultural world. And so a lot of people that speak out about these certain things are canceled. You know, their podcasts are taken off, their YouTube channels are taken off, um, all kinds of things. And it's just because they are speaking out about the truth. Now, there is a way to speak out about the truth and not be ugly or hateful or you know, like distasting to people, you can do this with kindness and respect. And that's where I believe a lot of Christians have fallen off. They have fallen off of the fact that they need to do this with gentleness and respect. Instead, they go out and attacking people. So if you are a Christian listening to this, don't be one of the ones going off and attacking. You are supposed to be loving these people and you are supposed to be educating them. And yes, you're supposed to be you know, having a a dispute with them. And that's fine. It's okay for us to have disputes. It's okay for us to have disagreements, but we don't have to be mean and ugly towards each other. We can be nice and we can be respectful towards one another. We don't have to agree to get along. We can disagree and get along and that's okay. And that's what this world nowadays has come to. They believe that if you don't agree with their worldly view or, or their decisions or their lifestyle then all of a sudden you are against them and that you hate them and they hate you and, and hate is spread. And that's ridiculous because we do not have to get along. I mean, we don't have to agree to get along. I have family members that are gay and guess what? They know how I feel. I know how they feel and we get along. It's okay. Okay. So the next time somebody wants to bring up the problem of evil, the first thing you need to ask them is, well, what do you mean by evil? Well, you know, a lot of them will sit there and say, well, why doesn't God just get rid of all the evil? Well, that's a good question. But my question back to you is, well, who do you want him to start with? Do you want him to start with you? Do you want him to start with me? See, because we all do evil every single day. We all sin every single day. So who is it that you want God to start with by getting rid of all this evil? We all do evil. And two, what I also like to bring up to atheists who bring up that objection is, why is it that when God does finally get rid of evil, y'all call him a moral monster or a murderer, or I can't worship a God that would kill all these people, like the Canaanites, for instance. It's not like as if the Canaanites were just doing some bad things, and God just came down abruptly and said, I'm going to wipe them out. That's not what happened. They had hundreds of years to repent. Or even in the day of Noah, they know it. It took Noah over 150 years to build this ark. Noah the whole time is telling people to repent. For the kingdom of God is near, a judgment is coming, a flood is coming. They had 150 years on top of before Noah even started building the ark. And see, like I said, God is outside the realm of time, and he's all-knowing. So God, when they finally got to a point where God could see that from this generation, that generation at that time, that no one person would grow up to do good, then God said, Not one was righteous, not even one. And so he saved Noah and his family, and he sent the flood. And a lot of people will sit there and argue that, oh, so these babies did evil? No, they didn't do evil at the time, but God lives outside the realm of time. He could see what kind of person they were going to grow up to be, and he waited until there wasn't going to be not one righteous person on earth. God waited for that time. And it took hundreds of years to get to that point. But when it finally got to that point, God sent the flood. So if you think what God did was evil, objectively wrong for what God did, then you have to admit that there is something that is objectively right. There has to be something objectively, morally good. You all have a blessed week. God bless.